Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies. So we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you Ritual for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. For the first time ever, over 100 women are going to Congress. In an avalanche of news, we're going to focus on the election. This is Sarah from the left and Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsy Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pantsuit Politics. Thank you in advance for your patience with my audio quality. I am recording from my hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee. We wanted to get together for this episode, though, because we need to talk about the midterms. And even though the administration is doing its very best to get us to talk about everything other than the midterms, these elections are very important, and we're going to do that. Before we dive in, though, I want to remind everyone that we're going to be live in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania on November 17th. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash pantsuitpolitics, to get your tickets. We would love to see you. We also want to acknowledge the horrible tragedy that we woke up to as we were recording on Thursday morning in California. A mass shooting has occurred there the worst since the Parkland shooting nine months ago. We will certainly have more details on that on Tuesday's episode, but between now and then, we're just devastated that this has happened again and surrounding all of the victims and the people who are victimized by their love for the victims with our thoughts. 
I can't believe Parkland was nine months ago. It feels like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And we're just, you know, such a short time from the Tree of Life shooting. It just, mm-hmm. the Tallahassee Yoga Studio, I feel like we're getting into this cadence now where every time we sit down to record, someone has died of gun violence in the United States and it's too much. It's too much. Well, before we update you on a lot of the female candidates that have come on Pantsuit Politics, I wanted to update you on my race. For those of you who follow us on social media, you might already be aware that I lost my re-election campaign to the Paducah City Commission. It was a very hard-fought campaign, and it was very personal, and it was pretty ugly, to be really honest with you. I had people deface my signs and put them in their yard. I had people attack my parenting on Facebook. I had people attack my faith and my motivation and my character, which is not something we've ever really seen in a Paducah City Commission race. I mean, it's a nonpartisan office. But this time, we it was a very partisan battle since I was absolutely the most progressive candidate and the youngest candidate, I took the brunt of that. So the other two incumbents were reelected. Both are conservatives. One did vote for the fairness ordinance, which was the center point of a lot of the battle over the campaign. A long-term serving city commissioner and state rep was reelected to the city commission and then a new candidate. And it was close. It was about 200 votes. So it was hard. It was hard to, to, to lose. That's just the Long and short of it, it's not fun to lose. (laughs) Before I start sharing my thoughts about the results, I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. The messages of support and love and encouragement I've gotten from this community, from my own community, from my family and friends have been, it's been really overwhelming. It's just a, it's (laughs) losing is not fun, but man, you know, it's often in hard times that you really, feel the support of your community and you see how much people love you and like in the universe of hard things that can happen to you (laughs) so that you get to feel that like this one is not so bad. You know, nobody got hurt. Everyone's still alive. All the things that are important still remain. And so I lost a campaign and got to feel this outpouring of love and support. And I'm so, so grateful for that. It was, it's really been incredibly encouraging. I very wisely scheduled a therapy session the day after Election Day. Maybe I knew what was coming. (laughs) But I think I just thought and I wanted to believe that the rules, the ugly rules of our politics don't apply at a local level. I think I told myself it's a nonpartisan race and these people see me. They know I'm a human being. They see me walk the streets of Paducah with my three kids and they know I love this place and that'll be enough. You know, they'll see that I'm smart and I try hard and I'm dedicated and that'll be enough. And I think there's a part of it, part of what I was telling myself that we all tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that Beto will be enough and he'll be nice enough and smart enough. And Stacey Abrams will have Oprah and they'll be this powerhouse and we'll see them together and we'll say it's enough. You can see how smart and capable these people are and how much they love and how hard they try. And that person will be enough and they'll save us all. But I think what I realized this morning, I woke up and I thought, it doesn't work like that. It has never lurked like that. You know, as a good girl, as a good valedictorian, hardcore good girl, I want to believe I can try hard enough 
and I can't be good enough that I can control the situation and that right will win. (laughs) And it just, you know, I, I don't know why I have to learn the lesson over and over again that our culture in so many ways is really broken and hurting. And I was not, I woke up thinking, well, maybe if I just kept my head down and really just done the work, but nothing was going to change the fact that I was young and female and progressive. I wasn't going to trick them into missing that. And I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to, that should be enough. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a point in the, in the point against me. It just shouldn't, no matter where I live. And I think that's so hard to remember that we do want a savior and we do want one candidate to be good enough and smart enough and nice enough. But you know what? Barack Obama was really smart (laughs) and is really smart. And I believe him to be a kind, thoughtful person. And he didn't screw up and he was careful and he had everything you're supposed to have, a good family and no massive moral failings. And it, and our culture got worse because it's not going to be, it's not one person's work to save us from this. It just isn't. We're all going to have to do it. And I think this election, as much as we wanted to focus on Beto and Amy McGrath and Andrew Gillum, and we're all really, really sad about those losses, showed us that it's not going to be one person. It's going to be all of us showing up over and over and over again, saying, this is what we want. And we know it's not sexy and we know it's easier to throw insults and play to people's fears, but we're not going to do that, even if it means sometimes we won't win. I just am so thankful for all of you and particularly for Beth, because to realize that and to learn that lesson again and to think I have such an amazing community to do that work. I have this other place, this other job, this other thing in my life that really is making a, a huge difference. I believe that. I believe every time you guys listen and then you sit with someone you disagree with, or you offer grace to someone you disagree with, that's the work that matters. And when you show up for candidates in places you know they might not win, and you show up as a candidate in a place you know you might not win, that's the work. That's powerful. And I'm glad to have been a small part of that. I'm glad to continue to be a small part of that. And, you know, it's a hard lesson. It's a hard, it's a hard journey, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I really believe that. And I know that even though I didn't win in Paducah, I made a difference. I did good things even in the two years I was there. And I know there will be people that come after me. And I'm so grateful for that experience. And I think that this election season, as we're about to talk about with all our other female candidates, really showed us like we're going to have to do the work and it's not going to be, we're not going to get one election that's going to fix everything. And I think we're all really learning that. And I know It's hard, but it's also, it feels so good. It feels so good to see some of the women who did win and to see the beautiful, different faces going to Congress. And we're just going to have to cling to those victories and cling to the small steps we take forward and know that's the work. The work is not the finish line. The work is every small progressive step we take. I'm really proud of you, Sarah. I really believe in the way you've served your community, the way I know you'll continue to serve your community, the way that you serve this community. And I know how hard this has been for you. And I'm just, I'm proud of you. And I'm sorry that this 
was a disappointing result. I also know that we had a lot of things to do here and that you're Mm -hmm. going to do them with your whole heart. I will just briefly tell you my sort of election night story. I said to Sarah yesterday that this election as a moderate Republican was just absolutely miserable because um, I feel so much empathy with my libertarian and green party friends. I just didn't see my political philosophy on the ballot anywhere. And I voted for Democrats because I believe that this administration requires a check. And I believe that the Republicans on my ballot um, in no way approximate my political views. But I wasn't really wrapped up in the elections that were on my ballot this year as much as in Sarah's election and in my dad's election. My dad served two terms as the judge executive of my home county and was running for his third and what he told me would probably be his final term. And just before I heard from Sarah about her election results, I got a text from my mom that my dad lost his election by 200 votes because my dad is a Democrat and over half of the people who voted in his county voted for a straight Republican ticket in Kentucky. We have that option where you can just check one box at the top that you want to do a straight ticket vote. And that's what over half the people who voted there did. I got to be honest about how angry I was for a good 36 hours or so for both of you Um, and for Amy McGrath as well. And I can really get myself worked up talking about how many Facebook posts I saw claiming that Amy McGrath overplayed her military service because I live in this culture in Kentucky where there is almost a mandatory reverence around the military where if you see someone in uniform, you say, thank you for your service, and you probably buy their lunch. And if they're introduced at any kind of public event, everyone gives the person a standing ovation. And to hear that a woman overemphasized her service to our country, see, here I go. I can escalate very quickly about what underlies that sentiment. And when I put that together with how I feel as your friend and my father's daughter, I've had some ungracious moments over the past couple of days. And as I shared on Instagram this week, uh, what I have really had to pull myself back around to is this notion that we, for a reason, wrote a book about grace-filled political conversations, as you've explained before, not nuanced political conversations. Uh, There are lots of other adjectives that could go in there, but we chose grace-filled. And what that means to me is that I don't need to sit in judgment of how other people filled out their ballots. Mm -hmm. I can have a holy anger about Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh and Mitch McConnell and all of the language that I think played to people's feelings of victimization and threat and and I can be really, really upset about all of that. But I also don't have to be this living embodiment of anger and bitterness. That is not my work to do. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about grace and about how I think part of the issue with our president, I'm not sure that he's had an experience of true grace in his life. When you listen to mm-hmm. him talk about how he has to fight back, you know, it, it makes me sad because it makes me know that 
it's unlikely he's experienced that kind of unconditional sense of you're okay. And I, I love you and I forgive whatever I don't love about you. But more than that, what I've realized is it's not my job to wish for a different version of Donald Trump based on his experiences of grace. It is my job to say, what can I be and do in the world if I am capable of extending grace to him and to every person who voted against you and against my father and against Amy McGrath and for people whose views I think are incredibly offensive to fundamental American values of liberty, justice, and equality. It is my job to say, what work can I do here as a suburban white woman of many privileges to help bring people along? I hear the message from many Democrats in our country that it is not the work of marginalized communities to help people of privilege understand privilege. And I get that. I think it is the work of those of us of privilege to help our fellow people of privilege understand that privilege. I think it is our work as, as I think it's my work as a Republican to say to people, we are following an ideology as a party right now that offends democracy, that offends our constitution, that is unrepresentative of our values. And I can hear the reflexive, you know, he gets no credit for all of the good things he does. I will, I will give credit where it's due. And I will tell you again, that my calculus is that those good things have not been worth everything else that I will Mm -hmm. not sell out everything else for a few policy proposals that I happen to agree with. And so for me, Looking at how Republicans ran this election, every ad I saw coming out of Ohio with Nancy Pelosi's face in it, it's my job to say we should win because of good ideas, mm-hmm. not because of treating Nancy Pelosi like she is some kind of antichrist and not by making people in Central America who are you know, hundreds, thousands of miles away sound like an invading army. We should win because of good ideas. And so I'm really focused on where can I find and coalesce with a group of Republican women who view the world in a very different way than where the party is right now? And also, how can we use our voices here and how can other media use their voices to help lessen the detrimental and overwhelming volume of media that reinforces this kind of nightmarish worldview that the president plays to. All right, we're going to take a quick break, then update you on the many women who came through Pantsuit Politics living room and shared their campaign journeys. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. 
You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. So before we update you on these races, I just wanted to remind everybody of the beautiful lesson we learned from one of our very first interviews, Tabitha Eisner, who said, I'm not doing this just because I think we can illustrate a different politics from leadership, but also just by campaigning. And I think every single woman that we had on the show showed we can do it in a different way. And I'm so proud of them. And so whatever the results were, I think that they all illustrated grace-filled politics, that they all illustrated a different way to campaign. And I think that that is the most important lesson to take away. I could not agree more. I am so proud that we had the opportunity to talk to so many of these women. I hope that we are able to bring every one of them back on the podcast, no matter the results of their race, because these are women who we believe have something very important to say. And we want to keep in touch with them. We want to encourage and support them as they consider what they're going to do next, because America needs these women. 
even if they didn't come out of their races this time victorious. America needs these women. So let's talk about who did not emerge as the victor in their races, and then we will talk about the um, successes of the candidates. Unfortunately, Tabitha Eisner lost her bid for Congress in Alabama. Tiffany Bond in Maine lost her race. And Tiffany, as you might remember, is the person who didn't accept any kind of money in connection with her race. And I think that taught certainly many members of our community a super valuable lesson about how this can be done. And I hope that she is a pioneer of a new approach to campaign finance. We discussed that Amy McGrath lost her race. Stephanie Rolls Spalding in uh, Colorado did not win. Jessica Morse in California. I took that one quite hard as well. Mary Throne lost her race in Wyoming for the governor's mansion. The gubernatorial race in Georgia of the time of this recording is still ongoing. Most media outlets have declared that Brian Kemp has won that race. But Stacey Abrams believes there are more votes to be counted. I'm not sure how that will impact Sarah Riggs Amico's bid for lieutenant governor, um, but she's certainly an impressive person, and I hope uh, that she will continue her leadership in Georgia. And then Erica McAdoo in North Carolina is down by about 300 votes and is considering her options for a recount there. So Carrie Hicks, who is running for state house in Oklahoma, has won her race. We are so excited to see her passion for public education make a difference in Oklahoma. And then Crystal Quaid has won in Missouri. You might remember that we had an extensive discussion with Crystal about the cliff effect of people coming out of poverty and struggling because their benefits just cut off at these arbitrary points. And Crystal's um, social work background is going to continue to help the state of Missouri move forward on poverty and also on issues of campaign finance and ethics in government. And we are thrilled to report Abigail Spanberger, or as she is known in my house, my name is Abigail Spanberger. That's how we always talk about her when we talk about her in the Holland House. (laughs) Won her bid for Congress from Virginia. And there is a really, I highly encourage you to go look at her victory speech because there's a really beautiful moment where her daughter is crawling in between her legs as she's giving this speech. And then she sort of picks her up and holds her. And it's just, it's a really, really great, awesome moment to see a mom and a candidate and a congresswoman all in the same moment sort of meld those roles. And Lindsay James has won in Iowa. We're excited to see Lindsay's leadership around social justice and climate and other issues. We also want to congratulate our friend Haley Stevens, who won her race in Michigan. We'll look forward to talking to Haley again soon. And really congratulations to all of these women for the campaigns that they ran, for the way that they ran them. For those who are moving into elected leadership positions, we're excited for you. For those who are going to continue to lead outside of those elected positions, we can't wait to see what you do. And there's so many successes to celebrate. We are sending two of the first Muslim women to Congress, two of the first Native American women to Congress. We have a female governor in Kansas, a female governor in New Mexico, a female governor in Michigan. Like these are all totally amazing, exciting victories. We have the first gay male governor of Colorado. Tennessee sent its first female to the United States Senate. Not a female I would have chosen, but hey, that's cool. It's still an it's still an, it's still an exciting moment to see another female senator, and I just think that that there were so many really awesome victories. We Florida restored felons' rights. We had several states pass, and I think this is this is what we should all be dedicating our time to is 
several states passed independent, nonpartisan commissions to draw the districts for Congress and for their state House and state Senates. And that that is such a huge, let's just level the playing field. I love this article I read where they were like, basically, politicians are picking their voters. And that's on both sides. And that's not how it should be. We have the capacity to draw these districts in a, in a really fair, evenly distributed way. And that's what we should be doing. And so I think those changes at the state level are going to be really, really powerful as we move forward. You know, I'm excited to have, like you said, a check on this administration. And I think the fact that the Trump administration spent the 24 hours after the election doing everything humanly possible to distract from the fact that Democrats took the House and you have all this diverse leadership is reflective of that. He had a weird press conference. He got in a fight with Jim Acosta. And I'm kind of bummed that, like, so many of us fell for it. I wish we would learn that, like, there's nothing he can do in the same way, like, I had to learn I can't be good enough to fix the cultural sort of implications of this moment. There's nothing he can do, y'all. There's not. He's not going to do – he's not going to, you know, fire Jeff Sessions or revoke anybody's press credentials where all of Americans are going to go, oh, you know what? We see him for his true stripes. Let's kick him out. Like, it's just – we got to let go of that dream. Even whatever Mueller finds, like, no one's going to save us from him. Like, we have to stop looking for that aha moment. Like, it's just – It's not going to happen. We have to stop reacting and stop giving energy to this stuff because Jim Acosta is going to be fine. And we have these amazing women we're sending to Congress. We have a Democratic House that has the power of oversight and investigations and subpoena. And like we have to focus on using our time and energy in the most effective way possible. And look, you know, I know that we can all walk and chew gum. I know that we were all outraged and reacting to his terrible policies, and we still managed to send all these amazing women to Congress. So I know we can do it, and I know we sort of have to learn how to continue to learn how to do it. I was just so bummed to see Twitter and New York Times, like less than 24 hours of the after the election day, be Trump, Trump did this, Trump did this, Trump did this, instead of like, look at these amazing women and men that we're sending to Congress. I just, it kind of bummed me out. I'm just going to be honest. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. 
Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. It continues to be an enormous challenge of the Trump era to hold on to everything as important mm-hmm. and not get eclipsed by it. And yeah. the, the firing of the attorney general is an enormous deal yeah. in a lot of different directions. But it also shouldn't have been a surprise. We all knew this was how ha- I mean, I'd read a million things that like he's out after the election. Had you not read that? Yes, I have. But also I read that Rod Rosenstein was got- you, you just don't know what to believe. Right. Because. Yeah. This is a constant game, and it's intended to be. It's intended to keep it like this. I think that in the president's mind, we're probably going into a new season where he gets a new cast, mm-hmm. right? And yep. there are going to be new storylines and new nicknames and new whatever. And that's tiring. At the same time, it's important to look at each of those stories and analyze them as they are, because I think Jeff Sessions is an incredibly problematic attorney general. If you set aside the Mueller investigation, I think Sessions was a real impediment to doing meaningful criminal justice reform. Sessions contributed substantially to the policies of separating families at our border. Uh There are reasons to be um, hopeful that a new attorney general who can better serve the country could be appointed at the same time for a president to fire his attorney general and be so transparently doing it because of his personal interests is a big story. It is a big deal. And so it's hard to begrudge anybody for covering it. I think the thing with Jim Acosta is really concerning in that we shouldn't be immune to the administration lying to us about the details of how things unfolded. Especially when they're on video. 
Jeez. I know. We should be concerned about the level of contentiousness between the press and the administration. You know, we sh- we should have a built-in tension there, but it's it's gone to extreme places. And at the same time, we just had an election and it's almost like we forget our power as citizens when the mm-hmm. election is so quickly brushed by. Because I think the dominance of the Sessions firing, the Whitaker appointment, the Acosta confrontation, the dominance of those stories, again, says to voters, it doesn't really matter. All of this is just going to continue to be what it's going to be. And the next couple of months are going to be incredibly difficult because we don't have a Democratic House yet. We don't have a check on the president yet. What we have now is a president who is going to be concerned about Mm -hmm. all of those powers that the House can exercise against him. And that is his worldview, right? They're going to do this against him. He's already threatening counter investigations. And we still have Republican control of the House and the Senate for the rest of the year with a lot Mm -hmm. of important things that need to be done in order for our government to function well and the opportunity for some things to be done Uh, That could be quite damaging. And all of this, I think, goes back to what we were discussing at the very top of the show, which is democracy rarely feels good and rarely feels convenient and orderly. We aren't going to solve all of the issues that gave us a Trump administration in one election. And even one election that has some incredibly positive steps forward is going to usher in probably more ugliness and division over the next year. That's where we are. And that's what democracy is. And for us to sit back and be buried in stories that blow by the election is painful because the only way that any of this gets better is if more of us participate in the process. Yeah. And I think that we have to give grace at every step of the process. You can be fired up and ready for the next election and ready for the next candidate and ready to work and ready to fight and not dehumanize the other side and give grace because it helps you more than anything else continue in the fight and continue to stay hopeful and continue to stay faithful to your cause. I think that's so important. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Believe me, I do. But I think it's so important. It's so important. We have to exercise this at every level. We have to find a way to be motivated and and work hard and not act like we're at war with each other. Because that only harms us and it only makes every battle feel like it's a matter of life and death. But the sun came up just like it has every day of the Trump administration. And some people are harmed. And I know that. And some people's lives are forever changed by the actions of this administration. And that breaks my heart as much as it does yours. But I don't know any other way than to just keep moving forward and keep moving forward in the best way that can protect my heart and my faith. And my love for my fellow man, I think that's just what we have to do this election day and every election day. I think that's right. And a perfect way to wrap up our discussion of the midterms. We will be following up with all of our candidates 
and bringing them back on to talk about their races and their experiences. And we hope that all of them, whatever the results, will join us. We hope that all of you will join us next week. Um, Sarah is going to be on the road next week recording our audio book like I am this week. So on Tuesday, I'll have a special guest host to talk about red flag laws. I'm excited to do some policy and we will pick up where we left off on other news stories. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. And thanks for making us sound better and smarter, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our production assistant, which means we could not live without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you so much, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help make the show better. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Tracy Putoff, Tim Miller, Cherry Haas, Sarah's husband, Nicholas Holland, and my husband, Chad Silvers. Learn more about our live events that we're involved in and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with us and members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.